I would like to welcome everybody back to yet again another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. And really excited to be sitting down with this guest today just because it's a little bit of a Unor- not, I wouldn't even really say unorthodox, but normally I kind of come on here and most of the people who I brought on in the past, I've either been introduced to them through someone else, may have known them personally, or may have just even come across them via social media. But this person who I, this woman actually who I have sitting across, from, well, not sitting across from me, but who I have on the interview today with me, I was actually able to meet her through an event that I was invited to through the Down to Business podcast when I was kind of in the early stages. So back when I was allotted the opportunity to go to Chicago for All-Star Weekend for the NBA through a partnership with BET and Martell, I was actually able to, I was kind of invited to like a podcast launch slash like BET, like sound booth event. So what the event consisted of was really just, you had like different business owners, you had different entrepreneurs, you had different artists of, of different musical genres. You had even business owners and other podcasters who basically were all kind of just in the space that BET rented. And so you had some um, kind of well-known people like Nick Wright and kind of had the Shiggy show out there. And you had Dan Rue out there, the guy who's always dancing. People just different talk and different interviews. And, and then you kind of had the artists being able to kind of go in the sound booth and different things like that. But through this event, it really served as a way to network. So you were meeting people really from all over. I met some people from Philadelphia. I met some people from California, Chicago, of course, where I was at, Detroit. Detroit, Texas, different things like that. But just in the event, obviously, like it's kind of just one of those events where you kind of just have to get in where you fit in. So like me personally, I was there solo. Some people were there kind of traveling together. Some people knew others just from being there for the weekend already. But this was really just one of those events where you kind of just, you see people, you talk, different things like that. But so a few people stood out to me, like in particular in the events, just because of maybe things that they were wearing, maybe things that they were saying. And so this woman who I have today, Kovana, she really stood out to me in the beginning, just because of how, how vibrant she was, how outgoing she was, how I could really tell you about her business and what she does. And we didn't even have a a physical conversation like right away before I could do that. Meaning that I heard her just talking to other people, engaging other people, talking to her, but really just putting herself out there. And that was something that really just stood out to me and motivated me because I love being outgoing. I love kind of being around outgoing, but yet personable people, not just something where they're trying to pitch it to you or sell it to you. So I really say all that to say that she really just, um, she does her thing like in and out, day in and day out. And just even in that one encounter that I had with her, but just being able to be around her, being able to be around other people for hours, I really do. I was really impressed. I was able, so impressed that obviously I got her contact information followed up with her. And so here we are today. So to make a long story even shorter, Kovana, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be on your show this evening. And I definitely just want to say I was impressed by you as well. And that (laughs) the BET All-Star Weekend was actually the last event (laughs) in Chicago before COVID. So I'm happy that I had that experience and the opportunity to meet you. And I'm super excited to, you know, have this interview with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now it's crazy that you actually just brought that up, that I was just actually looking at the picture I posted and looking at the events. And sometimes things pop up on my memories. Well, I really can't believe that that was truly like the last gathering, like no mask, nothing like that. People just really just enjoying themselves, having a good time before. Yeah. The midst of all this started. So what brings you on the podcast today? Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and can you just tell us a little bit about uh, your your business bomb and bossy? Yeah. So first and foremost, I'm here just to have the platform to talk about bomb and bossy marketing because one of my goals is with my brand and my business is to be able to reach as many entrepreneurs and business owners as possible to help them create a bomb brand. And essentially that is what bomb and bossy marketing is. Bomb and bossy marketing is a social media marketing agency that assists business owners 
entrepreneurs and brands with their social media marketing. We literally explode brands. Um, I was joking. Well, I was hearing a song one day with my partner and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am a brand arsonist. Like I like to set brands up to explode in a good way. So my services are consulting, social media management, graphic design, website design, literally all elements to create a bomb online brand. That's what I that's what I do. Um, I started my business in 2017. And, I, and since then, I've been able to help over 400 brands grow their business. So I'm super, super excited about that. And I look forward to seeing how um, those numbers increase. I really love every bit of that. I even might have to adopt that term, put it in my pocket, a brand arsonist. I love that. I love the, I love the kind of the concept behind it and what you really, and how you kind of really started that and kind of yeah. made it a creative thing. I love that. So now you touched on a few things, so I'm kind of going to tackle things bit by bit as we go on here. So the first thing that you said was basically you started back in 2017, so nearly three years ago, basically. So in 2017, what was going through Kavana's head? What what was she thinking? What was she doing? What was she involved in that made her say, hey, I really want to do this. I really want to take brands to the next level. Is Bomb and Bossy, is this true to 2017? Like I know, and when I say that, I mean like some people kind of come on here, they tell me that at one point they were this rebranded, reconstructed a little bit, might've changed, might've went under some, or started offering maybe this service and started to add things. So what did that look like for Bomb and Bossy starting off in 2017? You know, I really like that you asked me that question because and 2017 was really the moment for me where I was able to discover what my purpose is. You know, like I graduated in 2016. So, you know, I was I was working at a fashion design company. I was really like feeling myself, thinking I'm, a, you know, as this career girl, fresh out of college, working at a fashion design company. Cool. Then I um, had the opportunity to go to New York Fashion Week with someone that I actually was in high school with. So that was my, I've always dreamt of going to New York Fashion Week and literally anybody that went to school for fashion, that should be a dream of yours to want to go to New York Fashion Week. So I did have the opportunity. We just kind of went out there with really not too much plans in terms of like where we're going to go. We just wanted to go out there and wing it. Well, we were there for about three days. And then the second day that we were there, we hadn't been, we hadn't been to any fashion shows or anything. We pretty much were sightseeing. We went to an event. But then that last day we were in Manhattan and I told my friend, I'm like, hey, we here for one more day. We need to go to some fashion shows or something. So that night, once we got back to our Airbnb, I literally prayed to God and I'm like, yo, you know, like, God, you not about to have me <laughs> out here and I didn't go to no fashion shows yet. That's what I came here for, you know. I'm like, so please, literally, this is what I'm saying in my prayer. I'm like, can you just make a way for me a, to attend a fashion show? And so the next day, me and my friend end up getting dressed. We went to uh, Skylight Studios where the fashion shows are at. And I'm a finesser. So I'm going to fake it till I make it and I'm going to blend in like I fit in. That's just how I do me. Um, so I once we got there, like paparazzi was outside. We were like, they were taking pictures of us. Bloggers was outside. So I asked one of the bloggers, I'm like, hey, how do we get in? So they was like, just go in, ask for standing room. Um, and that's what we did. We had to stand in the line and wait for everyone else who had a, a RSVP for them to go in. And so we were the last people to try to get in. So 
it was the girls at the registration booth. The girl had her iPad or whatever. And I'm like, oh, she about to know we didn't try to ask for standing room. So how about my, she asked my friend for her name. My friend told her her name. And then when the girl typed it into the iPad, she was like, this was so miraculous. Oh my goodness. Thinking about it. The girl was like, oh my gosh, you guys can just go in. <laughs> We've been having troubles with our iPad. Like I literally can't remember it like yesterday and I'm still mind blown at that. So we, we went from not having no fashion show plans to me praying like, God, you need to make something happen. Cause I didn't come to New York for this, just to sightsee, to going to the space where the fashion shows are to get it miraculously get it in. And we got in at like 11. We didn't leave until like 11. I end up seeing Cardi B that night in there, Tiana Taylor, Miss J, some more monumental people. It was just crazy. And from that point, I was around so many creative people that were living out their dreams. I realized like, I want to have something of my own when I, you know, being in rooms when I'm networking and I'm saying, hey, I work with this nine to five, you know, that's cool. I work for the fashion design company, but I'm like, no, I need to have more than that. Something that's mine. Something when I walk into the room, I can say, hi, I'm the CEO of this company. And when I got back home from New York, I started mapping out what I what I wanted that what to be. And, you know, Bomb and Bossy came about, and the story can get longer, but in a nutshell, that's pretty much where I was at in 2007. Oh, one thing I would like to add to that, though. When I came back home, some weeks after that, <laughs> I started wearing the color yellow a lot bit more because I'm like, oh, I love this color. And I was in Walmart, and uh, when I was in Walmart, a prophet was in like a prophet for anyone that's spiritual. It was a prophet in front of me and I like made conversation with her. And then she told me, she was like, the color yellow is going to take you far. And I'm getting the chills right now because it literally has. And I wish I could see that lady. She told me that before I even got to where I am and everything. And my brand color for Bomb and Bossy is yellow. So that's in a nutshell where I was at <laughs> in 2017. I love that. And I low-key feel like that, even though you kind of only reminisced on that one kind of event, that one spotlight, I feel like you just took me on a three-year journey just because of everything that really was going through your head, of everything that you were right. really just experiencing, thinking, wanting to do. I, I think that that's, that's crazy. Wanting to, like you said, being able to introduce yourself as the as the chief executive officer of, of any organization, of any business is just a great thing to have, a great thing to to want. Ownership is crucial, is, is definitely nice. So I, I love that for you. I love that the fact that you were able to to even manifest that. And here you are now today, just doing everything that you do. So and continuing to elevate. Now, something that you also spoke on kind of a little bit earlier in the interview was about working with 400 plus brands. So that to me, I, <laughs> I was mind blown. Like I was just like, wow, that's definitely a lot. That's, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of sleepless nights. That's a lot of days. Is just putting in work, grinding, all of that, especially when you're you're kind of on your own, making your own schedule, just things can get a little hectic. Now, with those 400 brands, was that something that you always kind of envisioned? Did you always kind of start off and just, well, I would say when you started off, did you want to more so just be personable, just take on a couple of here and there? At what point did you realize that you really wanted to expand? You really wanted to kind of just take on as much as people wanted to be helped, pretty much? When I started my business, I was like, I just got fired from the fashion design company <laughs> that I was actually working at. And that was in 2017. After I got back from New York Fashion Week, maybe 
a month later. Fashion week was in September. I got fired through email and like at the end of October, like going right into November. So that's what that process was like. And so since I was fired, I've always been a hustler. Like when I was in grammar school, I used to braid hair and would charge $20 just so I can have lunch money and so that I can have money to buy Jordans when they came out every weekend. So I was always a hustler. So when that, when the job let me go, first of all, I wasn't a bad worker. It was, I asked for a raise and obviously they didn't see that fit for me. So they decided to let me go. But I told the CEO of that company, I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm just mad you let me come to work and waste my time just to send me this email when I got home and you didn't tell me. But what I am happy about, I'm happy that you gave me this experience after college and this opportunity to get closer to my purpose, to realize that I really enjoy helping people build their businesses like I did yours. And I'm like, you know, from here, Doors are going to open up for me. I don't know. I, at that time, I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just like, something is about to happen. And I thank you for the, for letting me go. Thank you. And once I was let go, that next, I was on a, unemployment for like six months. So I'm like, okay, this six months, I'm going to be on unemployment, but I'm also going to build my business and use the money to build my brand. And so I built my own website, created my own logo. Um, and I started networking and put myself out there, let people know like, hey, I'm a social media marketer. If anyone needs uh, marketing help, then send them my way. My first client was a barbecue sauce brand. And then my second client, I was working for Cardi B's producers and then so on and so forth. So the more that I'm growing, more people come my way. The way that I've been able to assist so many brands is just through direct one-on-one services but you know now I have online courses and um private workshops that I do and so I want to be able to reach as many people as possible that's why now I'm transitioning from not transitioning but I'm still doing my one-on-one services but I'm adding on my classes and you know I have a new online course launching on Black Friday so um yeah, that's that's kind of how that's going. That's crazy. And then you said the, even hearing about the barbecue sauce ran and even hearing about just things that you did with um, New York Fashion Week. And, and like you said, even just a bit ago, how nobody should have studied fashion and not want to go to New York Fashion Week. It's crazy. I didn't even study fashion. And New York Fashion Week is on my bucket list at this point. I was able to work with uh, one of my buddies who was the CEO of the Forefront Group. And I was able to do some work with him and trying to secure some vendors and just different things for, for New York Fashion Week. But in that, it actually kind of, I generated an interest in it just because, yeah, I kind of heard of it. I knew what went on, but as somebody who didn't really study fashion, I never really paid too much attention to it. But after doing some research, after looking at some of the events, the recaps, I was like, wow, that's, that just seems like the place to be, just the place mm-hmm. to network. It seemed like that BET event on steroids <laughs> at, on, yeah. at all times through the whole. So it just, and it just seemed like one, I, I could definitely see how you can leave there with inspiration, with wanting to own something, with wanting to, to do this, to, to really just do what you love and have fun with it. So, yeah. okay, I like that. Now, just in thinking about, like you said, and just working with all these brands and really just wanting to grow and elevate, what would you say has been your biggest challenge, whether it be something as, as something that you you might be facing even to this day still, or maybe just a particular brand that you work with that maybe kind of opened your eyes to some things, or maybe you had to um, strategize just a little bit differently. But what at, at what point did you feel like bomb and bossy, you were really kind of being challenged? You really kind of had to um, take a couple steps back, reflect a little bit, and really maybe even approach a situation a little bit differently. 
So one of my current challenges has been becoming overwhelmed with work. And so not in a negative way, but in a way like, okay, cool. I'm growing my brand is, you know, for me, it's exploding at a, at a faster pace than what it was last year, especially now with it being COVID and more brands are online and they're realizing that, you know, social media and, and being online is very important. This year, my business has really grown and there has been a point where I feel like, yo, I am overwhelmed. (laughs) I am overwhelmed and... With that being said, I have to take a step back to realize what is my capacity to offer. And therefore, I have to say no to some opportunities and no to some people if I just do not have the capacity. I think because my business is growing, I wanted to take on as many people as possible. But to properly work with my clients, a lot of my clients they want one-on-ones. They just don't want a consultation and then we're done. They want to text me. They want to DM me. They want to like have this personable relationship, which is fine. But I'm realizing that's, I have to do more handholding like that to help them prepare their businesses. So I have to take a step back to say, hey, I know you want to make some money. I know you want to work with as many people as possible, but in this space, you can't so that you can really focus on, you know, like three clients a month at one time versus trying to do four to five, six different projects, you know, but then it also makes me think like, okay, it's really now time to make sure that you have a solid team around you. And we hear a lot with entrepreneurs and, you know, with businesses that they talk about having the right team around you. So my team is becoming solidified. It's becoming solid. And I'm excited about that. Uh, But on a personal note, one thing I've been challenging is I have a lot of haters. And I think that's important to talk about, too, because looking into these other celebrities and really seeing how people say success changes people is so crazy because the closest people around me have started to act funny. And I like to talk about these things. So one day when they do hear this podcast, they can hear that I'm pinpointing them out because I know who they are. You see what I'm saying? And that's something that has been coming, becoming a challenge to me in terms of, wow, I thought this person really loved me. I thought this person wanted to see me be successful. So it's that situation of like business, growing a team, but also personal when you, I want to have people close to me be a part of my team, but they can't be a part of my team because they can't accept the fact that I'm becoming successful. And that's like real. And honestly, I really couldn't agree with you more. It's it's crazy sometimes to think that it takes you having to make a big move, you having to announce something monumental, you having to even maybe go through a hardship, just just thinking about the opposite side of the spectrum for, for that to really show people's true colors. But in the same note that how that can be crazy, sometimes it's, it's definitely necessary. It can bring to light what can be fake support or like you said, just that hate and mentality, just that crabs in a, a bucket. Nobody wants to see Kovana and Bomb and Bossy go to the top. Nobody wants to see Tamar and Down the Business Podcast go to the top or just certain people kind of just have that energy. And it's just like it's detrimental, but it's it's yeah. needed just to weed out so that you can kind of get rid of that and only manifest and kind of surround yourself with the environment that you want, the environment that you that you need. So for yeah. sure, it's necessary. It's needed. 
all the yeah. time. But so now just in thinking about Bomb and Bossy, just in, in looking at your page and looking at the thousand plus posts that you have, but really just the content, just the, it, it really, I, I would say following you was one of my best followers just because it added some excitement to my timeline. Not to say my timeline was dull for all my followers out there listening or whatever. Not that I don't like y'all pictures or stories of it, but I would say you really stood out to me just for content reasons, just because of how you promote things, how your pictures are always just glamorous. They're bomb. They're bossy. Like they're, they're just, you have the suitcases, you have the yellow phone, you have the money, you got the, you say, I'm serving up something sweet for y'all and you'll have the cupcake holding. So where does your like inspiration come from when you're not only like coming up with the hashtags, not only when you're coming up with the captions, but when you're actually kind of like taking these pictures and, hey, look, this is what I'm I'm trying to do here. This is the audience I'm trying to target. This is what I need to do. Like, do you, is there like a specific process? Is everything just a little bit different? Like, what does that, how does that work for you? Because it's, it's really just something that, like I said, not only me, but I see how interactive your followers are, how interactive the other businesses are. And it's a testament to the content that you're putting out. So how does that, like, how do you, how do you get that going for real, for real? That's, <laughs> that's a good question. And I don't know if you've ever seen that meme where they was like, it's a meme of Whitney Houston when her hair is all over her head, everything is a mess. It is basically like at the top, they're like, people, how do you keep it all together? And then it's like me. So imagine like a Whitney Houston with her hair all over her head. And that's kind of what the inside of my brain looks like. You know, you may see the glamorous on the outside. But then the inside is looking like, child, what are we about to do? <laughs> but typically when, my, when it comes to content, content is a process where you literally have to figure out what works for people. Content isn't about you. Like my content is not about me because if you going to get the content that's about me, you, <laughs> you will be somewhere on my Snapchat page or something like that. But when it comes to Instagram and, you know, making sure that my followers are engaged, I really pay attention to the type of content that they will want to see and what content performs well. But then also, like, I get, I research too. Like, I research other brands and, like, trying to see what their content process is. Because even when I work with my clients, that's one thing people forget that they got to do and this research. When I was in college doing research papers and we learned growing up that research is important, research is a never-ending process. You have to have inspiration, even when it comes to the fashion industry and fashion design. You have to research and have to have some type of source of inspiration. So before I create any content, I'm always inspired. Inspired in a way where it's like, oh, that's dope. I want to see myself recreating something like that. Or inspire in a way like, okay, I see how that piece of content failed and let me try to flip it so that it can be successful and so that it can get the maximum amount of engagement as possible, right? So even like, for example, I want to post a flyer on my page, but I, I realized that when I post a flyer, my engagement does not really be up like that. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe... For the post, I want to post a dope photo of myself, but I'm going to have a swipe. So when they swipe, they see the flyer to get more engagement. So when it comes to content creation, it's really all about researching uh, for those who are listening and they want to like create bomb content. Like my strategy is researching, getting inspired and executing and creating the content, posting it to see how it performs and, you know, when something works, you continue to do it. 
All right, now, she just gave y'all some gems. I hope y'all was listening. I hope you, if not, rewind it a little bit, get the notepad, take out the notes, get it right. But no, I definitely do love that. And it's it's good to know that, like, you put time and effort into it. And it's good to know that, like, yeah, and that's just something for business owners out there, for entrepreneurs, for artists. You really, in order to kind of elevate, in order to separate yourself from the rest, you really have to take time. You can't just want to, yes, it's good to promote content. It's good to push things out there, but you want to be pushing quality. It's always going to be quality over quantity, but you can still have quantity and still have great quality. So that's what something too that I feel like people need to adopt just in remembering that, look, you got to really think about these things from the hashtag. It's, a, it's all just really a science. It's all just not like an album, but it's also, it takes creativity. It takes thought. It just takes wanting to be different, trying something new. And even like Kovana said, just looking at other brands, there's nothing wrong with getting inspired by other people, by other brands, by other businesses, but it's really just perspective for me. Like I listen to other podcasts and just hear different things. I listen to other like TED Talks and different things like that, because that's another kind of a goal of mine long-term goal of mine just to give a TED talk one day, but I just listen to people just to be inspired, just to think about things, just to talk about things. I even listen to interviews just to get different questions, just how to formulate different things, just to think about just perspectives that I may not even have been thinking about had I really just kind of kept to myself. So I love that you you do so much, but I love that you're so intricate with it. You're so intentional with it. And it shows, it shows with the businesses that you've worked with and it shows just with the success that you've had thus far. So now, and just thinking about everything that you've done to date and just everything that you kind of have out there from your, your content to coins, from your marketing tips to your strategy guides and everything like that, how is a lot of this stuff formulated? Like, how are a lot of these courses formulated? How are a lot of these things formulated in a sense of like, do you, are you one who kind of, are you making these things kind of personal based off of your own experience, tailoring it to certain brands? Are you kind of just, is this like general things that people can kind of like do research and just things that you've learned just in talking with others, maybe taking other courses, maybe going to other workshops? Is it a, is it a combination of both? How do you really, the content that you have and just the, the things that you offer for people that they can kind of pay for in your services, how do you formulate all that in the beginning? So one thing that I'm very transparent on is when it comes to anything that's online, it can be boring really, really, really quickly. You know, even when it comes to workshops that I attend, I take my own personal experience and say, like, this is so boring. They could have did something to entertain. <laughs> like, they could have did something to entertain me. Uh, when it comes to ebooks, personally, I don't like ebooks. They're too long and it's kind of like do something fun, you know? And sometimes it's like, I just need something that's straight to the point because I just need to know what I need to do to create a bomb brand. You see what I'm saying? So when it comes to creating my online courses and, and even like with the content for my online trainings, I go with what, again, even with content creation, I create something that people actually want to see and something that people will actually enjoy. But I think about myself, right? So, you know, sometimes I purchase courses from others and I purchase uh, workbooks and stuff and things. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. I like how they did that. I'm, I'm going to try something like that. But if, again, if it's something like, oh, this all they did? Really? And they charging this much? Then my stuff really can, you know, be popping. So it's just the way of the game when you're an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Even the bigger brands do it all the time. We think about Instagram, the Instagram stories and all of that. That's Snapchat inspired. The reels, that's TikTok inspired. So it's like, it's just the way of the game. You, everyone is in competition. So you have to assess your competitors and f figure out what's working, you know? And 
When I talk to my clients, I even like to say, when I compare competition, I can compare fast food restaurants. And when Wendy's had their infamous four for four, and they had everybody running to Wendy's. And then McDonald's was like, uh-uh, nope, we're going to give y'all a three for three. How about that? We're going to give y'all the same bundle deal that you want, and we're going to lower the price by a dollar so that you can come to us. So when it comes to the inspiration process, whether if it's content or with my online courses, I'm heavily focused on competition and the market of what people want. And I give people what they want. My reviews for my online courses, they're like, oh my goodness, this was just so on point, straight to the point. Oh my goodness, I love that it was a video and not just words, <laughs> you know? So I assess and I and I really come through like chess and I'm real smooth with what I do. And then, you know, I just see what see what my um clients and what the students are saying and I get a lot of great feedback from it. I love every bit of that, even down to the just the science of when you were talking about the Wendy's and the McDonald's, just hearing about how, yeah, it's always a competition somewhere out there. But that's why you always kind of have to keep your, your eyes and your ears open to see mm-hmm. and to, to just know, like, what's trending, what's now, what's old, what's new, what are people talking about, what's, mm-hmm. what can be done differently, what went wrong with that, whatever. There's always like a, a game to it, like you said. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, and kind of going back a little bit to thinking about the all the brands and everything that you've worked with and and who you're currently working with and even thinking about the future is there any brand that maybe you have seen or maybe even you may not even have a particular name but maybe just a a particular service or maybe just an industry that you are looking forward to working with that maybe you haven't worked with yet or maybe you saw um, some of their content and you really think that maybe you can elevate them or do something different with them that you just haven't done yet that you're looking forward to doing is there a brand that i want to work with. I wouldn't say there's a specific brand that I've been focused on because I want to partner with big brands. And obviously with the big brands, they have the marketing budgets to (laughs) make sure that their content is elevated. So I would say like some of the brands that I definitely uh, want to work with is Fashion Nova, just because it's a global online boutique. Uh, So Fashion Nova I want to work with athletic wear brands such as Nike. Who are some other brands that I want to work with? Um, We could just compile all of the active wear brands such as Nike, Adidas, lifestyle brands like Topshop, uh, which is a, a fashion brand, but Fashion Nova, which is like a fashion brand online boutique, the H&M's and really like the Akira's. So working with the fashion brands, but also working with, you know, the activewear brands as well. So those are kind of the brands that I have my eye on uh, to potentially collaborate with in the future. Oh, and BT, different networks. So like Netflix, a lot of streaming platforms, definitely want to um, have the opportunity to collaborate with them. Just because we're in that space of streaming and just everything digital. And now we've manifested a lot of things on this podcast. And so I don't see that being any different in due time. You will be able to work with all of that, all the active wear, all the streaming, fashion over, everything like that. It's just, like you said, just continue to do what you're doing. Just continue to 
have that have that Whitney Houston hair just continue to kind of be stressed out sometimes and, and just go through the process and everything you know like that's just how it goes sometimes but no I definitely am looking forward to that and I definitely do even see later down the line us doing a follow-up when Bomb and Bossy is is helping some of these brands and marketing for some of these brands being sponsored by some of these brands so I, I definitely can't wait for it can't wait for that so now before we wrap things up a little bit do you feel like there's anything that we may have not touched on on this episode that you feel like the people out there should know about you or Bomb and Bossy or just the things that you guys are doing or anything that you have coming up so i always like to point people if if you're interested in working with bomb and bossy marketing you can definitely just visit bombandbossy.com learn about our one-on-one services if you feel like you're just starting a business and you may not have the budget to do something on a grand scale such as the different one-on-one services that i offer i do have my online courses that start at 25 dollars. they're very affordable they're very engaging and right to the point to get you on that level of building your bomb brand for 2021. And in addition to that, you can follow Bomb and Bossy on Instagram and Facebook at Bomb and Bossy. All right now. Y'all heard, and I'm going to make sure that I throw everything in there. And I told y'all, look, like I said at the beginning of the interview, I was just thoroughly impressed by everything that she was. And this was even even just in meeting her and just hearing her speak with everybody. This was before I even found her on social media. So once I found the social media, oh, that just that just put the ice on the cake for me. It was really just, I was just like, wow, this was a great follow for sure. And I've been keeping up with her ever since, just from the courses that she's been doing to the content that she's constantly curating. So Kavana, I can't thank you enough for coming on here today, for, for giving us your spill, for giving us us some motivation for giving us even some gems, some game out there and really just giving us some things to look out for and even giving us your information so that moving forward, we'll know who to work with. We'll know how to how to get in touch with the brand arsonist. So um, yes. I definitely also want to thank everybody out there for sure, for always tuning in, for always showing love, for always just showing support, man. Definitely just continue to stay tuned with us, continue to stay tapped in with us. And this has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.